Kelly Show. Hey, this is really interesting. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Who's heard of Pueblo, Colorado? It is a small – it's actually not that small. It's a significant town in Colorado, of course, Pueblo. It leans very, very left, kind of like Santa Fe, New Mexico. they got a bunch of teepees and craft stores, and and everybody is a vegan there. And um, it looks like the town just went Republican. Isn't that something? They just elected a Republican, and that is a very cool big deal. After 20 years of Democrat rule, and now it's gone way, way, way left, way left. A Republican defeats the liberal city's mayor in shocking landslide. A Republican city councilor in the liberal enclave of Pueblo, Colorado, defeated their Democratic opponent on Tuesday in what turned out to be a comfortable victory and a referendum on the past five years of disappointing left-wing leadership. Heather Graham declared victory after the first tally of votes showed her far ahead of incumbent mayor Nick Gratisar, 14,171 to 8,355. While no official result will be recorded by the state's Democrat Secretary of State until February 1st, the lopsided win was enough for the city council president to say she had seen enough. The first female mayor that's exciting. It's been a long run. But they are going to fix all of the crazy woke stuff that goes on. In Pueblo, rises in crime and homelessness have plagued Pueblo. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no simple solutions to the problems of crime and homelessness. Uh, however, uh, we are going to. Oh, now this is the other guy saying my opponent did a good job of identifying the problems, uh, but not the solutions. OK, he's sour. He's bitter. Um, Graham, a small business owner, first elected to the city council in 2021, rode into office on a high profile from leading protests in response to the city's COVID lockdown policies. The two-term president said she is looking forward to delivering on her campaign promises. Well, that's kind of a big deal, and that indicates that Joe Biden could be in for some real, real problems. Now I'm seeing reports, you know, that he was contested in New Hampshire by a guy named Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips only got about 22% of the vote. He was on the ballot. Joe Biden wasn't. Uh, but Democrats were encouraged to write in the name Joe Biden. And it looks like he won. However, questions are being raised about the fairness of all of that. And somehow, according to reports, 50,000 write-in ballots were just discovered all at once. They all came in at exactly the same time. Where have we seen that scenario before? Hmm? Uh, very, very interesting. Hey, has anybody noticed that AOC's profile has kind of gone down for some reason? I wonder what big tech has in mind for her. Every now and then, we're all reminded that she is uh, not a smart person. Uh, she has no idea how the economy works. She has no idea about homeland security, security, any kind of uh, – nothing, zero – the thing that she's got going for herself is that she's pretty. Not my type, but some people think she's pretty. It's amazing. She gets there to Congress in 2018, zero credentials. She got there the same year an old friend of mine named Donna Shalala got to Congress. Now, she, Donna Shalala is very liberal uh, and probably agrees with AOC on a lot of stuff. But the difference between AOC and Donna Shalala is 
Shalala kind of earned earned her way into the Congress. She was a university president. She was a cabinet secretary. She was a university vice chancellor. She she had big, serious jobs and thought about public policy for a long time. And then this person shows up. Here she is going at uh, debating border policy with a Trump administration official. Go ahead. The recommendation of the many that And so the recommendation of the many that you recommended, you recommended family separation. I recommend a zero tolerance. Which includes family separation. The same as is whenever a U.S. citizen parent gets arrested when they're with a child. Zero tolerance was interpreted as the policy that separated children from their If parents. I get arrested for DUI and I have a young child in a car, I'm going to be separated. When I was a police officer in New York and I arrested a father for domestic violence, I separated that Mr. father from Mr. Holman, with all due respect, legal asylees are not charged with any crime. When you're in the country illegally, it's violation of 8 United States Code 1325. Seeking asylum is legal. If you want to seek asylum, go through the port of entry, do it the legal way. The Attorney General of the United States has made that clear. Okay. Okay. All right. Enough with you. With all due respect. When they say with all due respect, they really want to clobber you, but it didn't work with that guy. That's Mr. Homan, who was actually with Trump on stage uh, in New Hampshire, right after Trump won, uh, Mr. Homan was one of the many guys, uh, three people who Donald Trump invited to speak. Like I went through on that video, you may have seen it. Donald Trump is the only politician. When he wins a race, he invites other people to come up and, and, and talk. It, it's never done. Never. I looked it up. I could not find one presidential victor, um, whether they were in a primary or a caucus or wherever. If they win the thing, it's their victory, and they're not sharing that spotlight. Uh, ooh, here's an item. Donald Trump will be testifying momentarily. He's already been warned by the judge, though. Mr. Trump, keep your voice down. Oh, gosh, this, what's his name again? Kaplan. Judge Kaplan. What a bad, bad, bad guy. Clinton appointee. And this is why he's so bad. Number one, that he's allowing this nonsense to continue, that he's actually tolerating it. He should have thrown the whole damn thing out, taken one look and one look at her story. No corroborating evidence, zero from E. Jean Carroll. But the big thing that really gets me, he wouldn't let Donald Trump go to his mother-in-law's funeral. And I documented this. There are convicted murderers in prison that they let out to go to family members' funeral. And this guy says... You can either be here tomorrow for the trial or you can go to the funeral. You can't do both. How about that? Kaplan and the judge admonishing Trump for interrupting the courtroom proceedings. I love it. I love it. He should disrupt. He should contempt. Being held in contempt in this system, it is a badge of honor. And I'm looking at E. Jean Carroll right now. With her $4,000 wardrobe, this woman was a bag lady three years ago. Bag lady, you know, right? What we used to call homeless women, that's what she was. That's how hard up she was. Ernie, hello. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Uh, I just wanted to make a comment. You know, when they criticized Trump about mixing up uh, Pelosi with Nikki Haley, and uh, in his defense... They look totally alike, and they sound alike. They're, you know, two older white brunette women. 
That's all. I wanted to say that. Well, no, I don't really agree. You've already heard my theory about uh, that he was trolling people. And uh, number two, they don't really look alike. And number uh, three, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi is 30 years older than Nancy. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is 30 years older than Nikki Haley. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Are you trolling me, uh, Ernie? I don't know. Are, is your name Ernesto, by the way, or how does that work? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I'm originally from Argentina. And uh, we Were you there for the Falkland Islands War? No, I was I was uh, in seventh or eighth grade when that was taking place in America. Yeah, in America, I grew yeah. up in Jersey City. So anyway, the Argentine Falkland Island War was so cool and so classic and so cut and dried. And the Harrier jet, which I used to fly, did very very well. Remember that Argentina took over those islands, and Britain said we want those islands, and they took. They put their – Argentina never thought they would do this, but uh, Britain, they, they took the QE2, the Queen Elizabeth II. They put all those people on it, all those soldiers, and they went all the way down there to the other side of the world, and they took those islands back by force. That was one hell of a war. A uh, quick one, but um, but a good one. All right. Thank you, uh, Ernie. Uh, yeah, there is such a thing as a good war, right? And – there is kind of the impulse that a lot of American men have more than women, I would say, safe to say, who kind of like, you know, kind of want to be a part of war. You kind of want to be a part of war. Now, you got to keep that in check. You can't be like George W. Bush, who wanted to go to war because he wanted to one up his old man. It was some sort of weird thing, competition between father and son. Uh, and I'm going to be a two-term president. I'm going to be a great president. I'm not going to be a wimp. You're the wimp, not me. And to go into Iraq like we did, not a good war, uh, bad war, and an unjust war as well. Ted Cruz, you're still a brainiac. Cut five. The rational thing for her to do is recognize Trump's going to be the nominee. And i got to say, some of the things she's saying about his mental cognizance, are just like ridiculous. Like MSNBC stuff. But, but there's a reason for it. Joe Biden obviously has diminished massively. And so the left is worried about it. People recognize Joe Biden. You wouldn't let Joe Biden handle the remote control on your television. And he's got the nuclear code. So the left's talking point and the Democrats' talking point is, well, Trump's old too, and he's diminished. And I don't and like... playing into Nikki that. is echoing that, and they're doing it to defend Joe Biden. What I suggested on the podcast today, I said, all right, fine. I suggest this for the general election. Let's do a cognitive test. Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. The winner is president. I'm very happy to take those odds because Trump will whip Biden's oh, ass. Yes, well, we can't do that. It's not constitutional, and he knows that. Uh, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz. I still like him. Bit of a snob, though. Bit of an intellectual snob. And that's okay. He does have one hell of a brain. Nikki Haley, she has, <laughs> what does Donald Trump say? The brain the size of a bird, bird brain for short. Here she is last night. So we got out there and we did our thing and we said what we had to say. And then Donald Trump got out there and just threw a temper tantrum. (laughs) (laughs) He pitched a fit. He was he was insulting. He was doing what he does. But I know that's what he does when he's insecure. I know that's what he does when he is threatened. And he should feel threatened without a doubt. You know, it's interesting because a few days ago, he was going on and on about me. I mean, for a while. 
on and on about why I didn't send in security to the Capitol on January 6th. He said it over and over and over and over again. I mean, somebody's got to tell him I wasn't there on January 6th. <laughs> you go, I've girl. I've been at the Capitol working in a job like that. But I think he was a bit confused, and so we'll let that pass. But the thing is, you look at what's happening. What's and happening? And out of everything that he said in his rant, he didn't talk about the American people once. <gasps> he talked about revenge. <gasps> He didn't talk about the fact that we've got an economy in shambles and oh. an inflation that's un, out of control. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Nikki. Thank her. you, Nikki. Oh, wow. She gets it. She See, Donald Trump has <laughs> – we know who he is. He just beat you. He just beat you in New Hampshire, and he's your competitor, and he's winning in your home state of South Carolina. To be there with that big, stupid smile on her face, she knows something. That she's getting rich <laughs> and she's loving the attention. But I told you what her boss said about her, right? Her own boss, Mike Pompeo. Ooh, do I have the goods on her? When I come back, I will tell you. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, we'll get back to Nikki Haley. Donald Trump just took the stand, and he was only on the stand for a minute. This is that E. Jean Carroll lunatic, perverted nut job, uh, making up stuff uh, that she's either um, brain damaged or just evil. I don't know. But Donald Trump should not be in this position. They already ruled against him. They said he did it assaulted her without any any evidence whatsoever and now they're in the so-called penalty phase and they wouldn't even let's say donald donald trump could not get up there and defend himself he could not say he didn't do it he could not raise questions about her credibility he could not point out all of her perverted twisted tweets uh he could not point out that she has said publicly a fan of the apprentice a fan of the apprentice cannot point out publicly that she said she took the whole damn thing from a episode of svu law and order Cannot point out that the dress she says she wore and wore on the cover of New York magazine and announced to the world, I was assaulted by Donald Trump in this dress, wasn't even manufactured until 2002. All right? Can't, can't say any of that. Can just go up there and take it? <laughs> Wrong. All right. You may have won the battle, but you're going to lose the war, uh, James Flippin. Uh, what did happen on that stand? Yeah, so like you said, the judge, Lewis Kaplan, said Trump could basically only be asked the one question, whether or not he stands by the testimony he gave in deposition. So that's what his attorney asked him. You know, Mr. Trump, do you still stand by this deposition? And he said yes. And that was basically it. And now I guess the defense has rested its case. So you got to go back to the deposition where he said, I didn't do it. But he wasn't able to say it right there. Uh, again, I have seen murderers, convicted murderers. They're able to maintain their innocence and they're able to say it out loud in front of the judge before they get sentenced. Right. They're allowed to say that. Now, right now, that jury is trying to figure out how much money he owes E. Jean Carroll, who, oh, by the way, looks like a rich woman. Uh, I told you she looked like a bag lady a couple of years ago. She's got a complete head to toe makeover. 
with expensive clothes. I can tell expensive clothes. Those are expensive clothes, expensive eyeglasses, the, the hairdo, everything, everything. And she's flanked by attorneys, high-priced attorneys from all over the place for this disheveled, decrepit nobody. I am so, damn, it makes me angry. It really does. Who do you think has a more expensive wardrobe, Mayor Adams or E. Jean Carroll? <laughs> cute, cute, cute. <laughs> I would have to say it's Eric. Yo, my closet is so big. Welcome to the mansion. It's called Mansion Gracie. I hang out. I kick those crackers ass, man. Uh, he probably has more stuff because he's a clothes whore. Right? I, oh, I, did I, I say whore? Was... I meant horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whore. <laughs> Oops. Uh, same difference. All right. Is there any news I should know about that uh, I haven't gotten to? Well, you know, Mayor Adams, former Brooklyn Borough President, we had four people shot dead in Brooklyn last night. Hey, but crime is going down and jobs are up. One person in Crown Heights, another person, I know it was along Schenectady Avenue. Hey, that's New York. You never know what's going to happen, you know? You'd be sitting there in your office with your coffee, and a plane comes through the window. Wow, oh, man, that could happen. Then you could be on Broadway. You could be shot. It's New York, man. It's he, part of the charm. He has said that. He said you never know if there could be a you terrorist know. attack. You never know. Yo, <laughs> let's go to the club. I, uh, all right. So how many people? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Other than the crime, which yeah. is not down. Uh, lots of stuff with transit. You know, New Jersey Transit wants to jack fares 15%, and the NTSB I thought you says, said 17%. Um, I, I think I said, I may have said that wrong yesterday because it's okay. actually 15, or maybe it's all proposed. All right. Well, give the people a break. I'll be right back. Thank you. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. I got this feeling on the side. to the bridge. I don't care. I love it. I don't care. You know, I love uh I love MAGA. MAGA is not afraid to have fun. Some of the best internet content is from MAGA and Trump supporters. Uh that song, everybody remembers that from a few summers ago, maybe ten. And uh, somebody put um, some guy in a car. I think it's I think it's Will Farrell bouncing his head, you know, all over the place. And it says, "On my way to vote for Trump for the third time and loving it." <laughs> and I don't care. It's just great. It's great. People are so smart, so funny. And you know what? They're not on network television. Okay, <laughs> they're not at the New York Times. Ooh, here's that Mike Pompeo stuff I was telling you about. Um, Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, as that guy, he was the boss of Nikki Haley, who was an ambassador. All the ambassadors reported to him, uh, and he did not like her. Number one, she was only there for a little while. All right, she quits. She quits midterm. In quitting, Mike Pompeo writes in his memoir, she forced President Trump to pick a replacement when turnover was already high, which was the last thing the national security team needed at that time. Get it? Thanks a lot, Nikki. She has described her role as going toe-to-toe with tyrants. If true, why then would she quit such an important job at such an important time 
with at least two years to go. He also says that the job of U.N. ambassador is not nearly as important or powerful or as interesting as some people think. Uh, Let's see here. She abandoned the governorship of the great people of South Carolina for this important, quote unquote, role and quit it after being there just a little while. Was it simply to join Boeing's board of directors or did she leave to protect her reputation from the inevitable so-called Trump taint? The media inevitably slaps on people. Whatever the reason, her decision to quit after such a short time did not evince a commitment to team over self. She insisted that she needed to see the president about a personal matter. And it had nothing to do with her work at the United Nations or State Department. So she goes in there. And she says, you know what, Mr. President, I would be great as your vice president. Nikki Haley, who in the hell do you think you are? And Nimrata, it's okay to call you Nimrata. In fact, you probably should have called yourself Nimrata a little bit early. All right, here's what I'm getting at. I'm looking at your high school photo right now, Nimrata. It doesn't say Nikki. It says Nimrata, Nimrata Haley. I'm looking at your wedding photo. It doesn't say anything about Nikki. It says Nimrata. It's fine to be named Nimrata, but why are we finding this out on the eve of the election, right? Why are we finding it out now? You don't trust us? You think, no, no, what, what is it? We're going to, there's nothing racist about calling you by your first name, especially if you don't want to be called by your first name, right? Just like George Bush, George Bush won. You know what he really hated and Democrats did it to him all the time? They called him by his complete name, his full name, George Herbert Walker Bush. I mean, Herbert, right? Nobody wants to be named Herbert, right? Herbert. Herbert. He hated it. So that's what we're doing. When we call you Nimrata, we know you don't like it. We know that you have deep-seated prejudice, perhaps, against South Carolina, which you call the Deep South, which you point out kind of, I think, you're making it up. Every day I was picked on because I was the brown girl in class. You don't say that in your own autobiography. You do go on for how smart you were in getting promoted. Uh, you, you, you skipped a grade. You went from the second, you skipped second grade. She got to skip the second grade. Wow. All right. Trump has briefly testified in the E. Jean Carroll trial and, uh, that's that. You know, I'm looking at a beautiful, I talked about the comedy gold and just the, the pure brilliance of the people. They have a mugshot of Donald Trump in Fulton County and they have the mugshot of Martin Luther King, 1960 in Fulton County. <laughs> and the caption is Fulton County prosecutor's office, just following orders since 1960. Now I've told Rudy Giuliani this many times. It just feels so good to be on the right side of history, right? The right side of history. These, you know it. I know it. We, because our values are not coming from yesterday's, yesterday's style section of the New York Times. They come from the Constitution and they come from God. And that's a totally, totally different category from the, the comings and goings of these trend who the hell knows how to characterize them but a lot of them are lost souls poor lost souls wouldn't you agree sandra yes i always agree with you craig craig you know know what i am thinking though i'm thinking that 
we need women like Carrie Lake in each and every state this year to speak up for Trump because I was thinking about E. Carroll's, E. Jean Carroll's. You know, she was uh, funded by that Reed Hoffman guy and George uh, what's his name, Conway. And, and I have a feeling, I heard on the radio that after she wins Trump's money, she's going to go out and campaign in the state against Trump. Oh, I so, hope she does. I hope she does. When they get a look at this crazy person... Oh, my God. That would be great for us. Don't worry about it. All right. You worry too much. I hear that worry in your voice. Don't worry. You listen to the radio. Oh, my God. All right. Don't worry about that. That would be what we would love it. Love it if she gets out there and campaigns. Okay, we want to see more of this idiot. Sorry, but she is her own. That would be fantastic for all of us and the cause. All right, Sandra, don't worry about don't worry about things too much. Okay. Did I straighten you out? <laughs> you don't need any straight. You don't need any straightening out. But uh, don't worry about her. Uh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about anything. All right. I mean, you got to. Well, well yeah, the world may end, but still, I don't want you to be worried. Thank you, Larry in Brooklyn. Yes. Hi, Greg. You know, you were talking about before about the fascism that's coming with the military. You know, what happened recently with those two Navy SEALs really greatly disturbed me, and people are not talking about it. Do you think they're trying to place our elite servicemen in harm's way to alter the structure of the military? Because I don't see why these two Navy SEALs had to interdict a small vessel that was possibly smuggling boats. Why couldn't that be done by helicopter and have them surrender uh, by helicopter? I mean, you can't get in their business that much, all right? No, I, I, I disagree with you. Look, people die in the military all the time. They die in peacetime. They die in wartime. Uh, SEALs, uh, Marines, uh, you name it. Uh, look, I can't tell how many people do I know who died in peacetime. I know I know guys. <laughs> let me think here. I think I counted once. It was like 13 or 14 plane crashes that you know, in, in the span of about six years. I knew I knew 14 guys who were in 14 different plane crashes. That's kind of crazy when you think about it. During peacetime, right? I mean, nobody know <laughs> outside of nine eleven. When have you heard of a plane crash lately? Fourteen. I mean, it just things go down, accidents happen. Uh, the mission is very intense, so I'm not going to look anything further into uh, into that. Um, and the seals, God bless them, they're good, but hey, like a lot of other people, they they can get in over their head. And uh, things can go wrong, and I'm sorry. And I don't think I, I'm not like, oh, pe- more people should be talking about it. I mean, it happens. It happens. You know, I mean, it just it just happens, Larry. You know, you understand what about that? The crazy. Yeah, but what about the crazy protocol of one marine going into a, a diving into a black ocean at night, and when the waves are? Hey, Larry, I don't high, know. First of all, this thing just happened. All right. I don't know these things. If it happens under certain circumstances, that's how, there's going to be an investigation. There's going to be, and these things take usually take months, right? They do. And um, if I, I just, I, I, I'm telling you, it's dangerous work. It's it's dangerous work, and there will be deaths. You can count on it. You can count on it. Thank you, Larry. Um, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, but it just happens. It just. Uh, so no, I'm not. I'm not uh, thinking that there's anything sinister going on. Uh, but having said that, the military-industrial complex is a real thing, 
and we have had a string of generals who will do anything, anything for their rank, for their prestige, for after-career military, for after-career military opportunities. It's kind of incredible. You know, there are a lot of people in the military, and I, this is kind of a compliment, who will risk their lives for their country, like those two SEALs, but they won't risk their careers. It's very interesting. They won't stand up and say, you know what, this is wrong, but they will risk their lives. And by the way, when I say something is wrong, like political interference, like the wokeism, all that stuff, and a million other scenarios that we could go through. Oh, Barbara is with us. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Greg. Hello. Um, on January 16th, which, as you know, is National Religious Freedom Day, something astronomical, incredible happened. The USCCB, the bishops of the Catholic Church in the United States, released what they call their first annual report. Hey, uh, listen, state. listen, 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 Barbara. We got some sort of weird background noise. I think my ra- the radio might be on or something. Can you turn it off, please? Sorry. Okay. Can you hear me better now? No, 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 no. You, you got to call back. Turn off the radio if you don't mind, okay? Sorry, Barbara. You got to, like, my, my engineer is actually telling me it's a, it's a factor. Call us back, okay? We love you. Um, yeah, I, I did hear that too. It sounded a little bit like a, like a, I don't know what it sounded like, but it sounded like interference somehow. All right. Rudy Giuliani will be joining us momentarily. The man is just back from New Hampshire. On the ground there in New Hampshire, he's got great. So he just he saw that amazing victory. He has unique insight into Donald Trump's legal woes. And also, I will ask him the big question about Eric. He's having so much fun as the mayor. I think he's having a way bit too much fun. I kick those crackers ass, man. Be right back. Greg Kelly. Is the Greg Kelly Show. Mr. Mayor, Rudolph Giuliani, fresh back from New Hampshire at the president's side. Welcome back, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It was a good, it was a good, uh, a good primary. Has us, uh, has us headed right for the nomination. Of course, there are some pitfalls. There always are. But it's about as good a situation as you could imagine. He's got Nevada gone, right? He's got that already 100%. And um, Nikki Haley could spend 50... She could spend Bloomberg money, $100 million, She would not win South Carolina. That's amazing. And after that, I mean, but she, there's something almost um, like in her eyes, like she's got this weird confidence about her. And I want to know where that's coming from. I don't know. There, you are right about that because I've always, I mean, I don't, I didn't know her that well, but I always thought of her as a kind of common sense sort of person. And um, that whole thing about that, Silly smile, and we're headed to my wonderful state, and she's down by 30 points. And she she has to realize about the politics of her state that everything she's done for the last four weeks is inconsistent with the overwhelming majority of Republican voters in her state. That's probably the most Republican state in the country. Every single public official in South Carolina shows up on Saturday night to say don't vote for her, including the Senate that she appointed. I mean, they're trying to send her a signal don't embarrass yourself. Now, what does she have up her sleeve? I don't know. I think I think the meeting today with the major donors that she's having, uh, 
probably a little determined. So how much are they willing? How much are they willing to put into this? And what's their end goal? Mm. Are they willing to give her fifty million, sixty million, uh, so she can do? I mean, she would need fifty, sixty million to keep going for two months. And you got to remind people, Donald Trump gave her that job at the United Nations. I mean, that really rubs me the wrong way that she's running at all. I mean, that that is why she's able to run. That's how she's able to be taken seriously. Oh, she has foreign policy credentials, right? Being a uh, term and a half governor from South Carolina is no big deal. If I really wanted to do it, I could do it. I could move down there and become governor. <laughs> Maybe not, but yeah, you know no, what I mean? No, it, no, but and I don't remember her uh, – I don't remember her as a governor with big, significant achievements, uh, even with the problems we have with DeSantis. We have to admit he had some real achievements, or Abbott has real achievements as a governor. These are real governors. Her, achievement, her achievement was she, being uh, Indian and getting know, to be, uh, I, I, South Carolina. I, I, that was the achievement. And I actually think she was a good governor. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. We. I mean, who? and that's the game has totally been changed because we are Donald Trump. We knew instantly who he was. We knew he built things. Yeah. So he had instant credibility. And that now tell us what your policy views are. Somebody else who comes from some state. I was the governor in South Dakota and I did a good job. Like, how do I know that? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I never really yeah. like it's, a couple of governors every so often, you know, stand out one way or the other for good or for bad. But then most of them, we don't know uh, what what they did. Look, for example, when uh, de Blasio ran for president, I said, this is the worst thing he ever did because the rest of the country is going to find out how terrible he is. <laughs> they wouldn't have known. <laughs> so, all right, we'll keep our eye on Nikki and what she's doing. Uh, Donald Trump got to testify a little bit. It's it's so absurd, by the way. It's, it's surreal. It's, he for wins. me, it's deja vu all over again. Exactly what they did to me. You. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, I couldn't put it in defense. You could not put up a – let's go over this. If you are convicted of murder and they're about to sentence you, you're allowed to say to the judge, judge, please, I didn't do it. I, I, I'm innocent. He could not do that today, and right. it's the same phase. Right. It's incredible. I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand how a judge rationalizes that with their conscience. A person should have a right to defend themselves at any and all times – Without the threat that they're going to be held in contempt or prosecuted for perjury, or it's one thing to make up a whole different story, but just to say I didn't do it. Here's why I didn't do it, and and it's perfectly it's a perfectly rational explanation because this is the way everybody else in his business does it. That's what that's what he was going to tell them. And the other thing, you know, overall he should not be there to begin with. And you're a great lawyer. You've been around the block. You worked at the Justice Department. Just. Think for a moment. It's good to refresh our knowledge of what's happening here. E. Jean Carroll does not know the year, can't say the year, cannot offer a shred of evidence that she had the, any kind of encounter with Donald Trump at Bergdorf Goodman. There is no evidence, zero, yet he's now in this position. It is How, I, I, how, how bad is that? It's, well, I don't understand as a lawyer how that case survives a motion to dismiss. I don't know how you can charge somebody with something. And not give them enough specifics as to the time and the place. Usually time and place is critical to a valid charge for the very reason you say. It may be, uh, re remember when Michael Cohen was accused of going to, uh, uh, to Poland to meet Russians mm. to further the Russian conspiracy? And they made the mistake of picking a day and a date? Well, Michael Cohen <laughs> was in California at that time. And he could prove, I mean, that was one of the first things that made the Russian hoax fall apart. 
And beyond that, we also had his his passport, which shows he never was in Poland. This was when he was on our side. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's the value of having a date. Uh, now, when you don't have a date, you're doing that for a reason. How about a time of year? How right. about a year? Not even a year. And here he is. And by the way, so if it's happening to him, it could happen to anybody. So that could go out on appeal, Greg. Well, it, but it, it, that it got this far is ludicrous. And then Joe Biden, by the way, you know, he, Tara Reid can, she worked for Joe Biden. She alleges she was sexually assaulted. She actually can prove that she worked for Joe Biden at a specific time. But there was proximity. Proximity. I mean, what, that's usually a bit of, uh, that's kind of a, a thing in, in a rape case that begins the analysis. Did, did these people have proximity with each other or didn't they? You can't you can't prove any proximity between Trump and this woman any nor is he given enough information to even vaguely defend himself. So you went into the law, you know, it was noble profession, law degree and it used to be. It used to be. Right. How it has fallen so far and no one is standing up. And I I actually the people who used to work for you at the US Attorney's office and you gave people their careers. Right. They were able to get multi-million dollar jobs because of the work they did in government for you. Yes sir. We're I, I, where are they? They're either against me or hiding. Yeah, uh, I mean it's a, it's a, uh, it's tra- it's tragic. And those who are against like the whole you. legal profession. I mean, uh, you commit suicide as a lawyer if you represent Donald Trump. Remember, the last guy had to be given money in advance. He had to give him three, four million dollars of equity. You can throw out of his firm. Uh, at least, at least uh, people have learned now what happens. But that's what happened to me. They're either against you or they are afraid. And the people against you, by the way, I will give them this benefit of the doubt. They've been lied to about you, and they've been lied to about Trump by our mainstream yeah, media. I, right. They don't know Trump. Right. They know me. I have a very hard time accepting that they believe I committed a crime. Hmm. Damn it, they worked for me for five, six years. I trained them. They know how damn ethical I was. I filled out every form. I, uh, I can't, you can't believe how careful I was. Uh, if, if they think I committed a crime, well, then they really are brainwashed. And I see you and every now, day. And, and, and look who charged me. Now you got to start thinking when you get charged with a crime, a unf- uh, person stands up and says, I've been framed. Yeah, yeah. Now the prosecutor turns out to be Forney Willis. <laughs> if Whatever she chose. An innocent man right here, Rudy Giuliani, and, and a Trump great man. Is just as innocent. Well, the same thing. To be continued. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.